launching a season of nonviolent moral direct action and civil disobedience to demand four things by August the 6th, the 56th anniversary of the signing of the Voting Rights Act. Number one, end the filibuster. Number right. two, right. pass all provisions of the bill, and we call it the John Lewis bill because it's the bill he wrote, the For the People Act. That's right. Fully restore the 1965 Voting Rights Act and expand it. Yeah. Yes. And number four, raise the federal minimum wage to $15. Yes. And we're doing this this way because this is not just a black issue. That's right. This is a moral, right. constitutional, and economic democracy issue. We are saying to the nation that moral dissent and clarity demands actions, yes. not just emails, not just backdoor meetings, not just texts, but actions. And we hope that other groups will either join this effort or launch their own. Because yes. in this moment, we don't have to be under the same banner, but we need to be in the same battle. Yes. Which side are you on? Not all of it is, you know, just white officers who are out here acting like, you know, straight savages in the streets. So we have some black officers who get behind their blue bags. You're listening to The Robert Wilson Show. The podcast for unfiltered and unapologetically black views on the latest in entertainment and political news. Catch all new episodes monthly on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcast streaming platforms. Let's get into it. All right, you guys, welcome to the first episode of the Robert Wilson Show. If you were tuned in to my earlier podcast, The Undisputed Politics, you will know that this show is a branch off of that. And on this show, we will be speaking unfiltered and unapologetically about entertainment and political news. So we'll be bringing those two things together. On today's episode, I have with me Reese G. He is the executive producer of Chasing Dallas. And I'll allow Reese to introduce himself more, but I'm pretty sure the most of the people who are going to be listening and tuned into this episode will know exactly who Reese G is. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. I am so excited for this conversation today. Um, I'm Reese G, not Cardi B, but I still get to the money. Oh, and I am from Atlanta, Georgia, and now in Dallas, Texas, just making some things happen for the LGBTQ community all over. So, yeah, that's just me. (laughs) Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, So, jumping right into it, um, Chasing Dallas Season 1 premiered in 2018, and I am a huge fan. I started watching the Chase Reality brand back when Atlanta first started and I was so excited about it because you know there's not really there's not really too many LGBTQ people in the reality space. Um mm-hmm. you know mostly it's just you know the few people that are on love and hip hop other than that, you know there's not really too many LGBT people in reality TV so it's exciting to just see a particular brand dedicated to the reality of, you know, LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of tell us about the process. Um, How did you get involved with Chasing Reality? Um, How did that happen? 
Well, it all started when I had heard about this show, Chasing Atlanta, coming about. And I was like, I had just moved to Dallas. And I was like, oh, this is something good. This is great. And then when I found out it was head up by Dario Abrams and Kevon Burns, the show was um, started out with them as being co-executive producers. I was like, wow, these two LGBTQ men of color are about to shake some things up. And so I was like, this is something that I'm definitely excited to watch and support. And so I showed my support and they ended up reaching out to me in reference to doing the first reunion, um, being the first reunion host. And I was like, oh, most definitely. I love what y'all are doing. Let's make it happen. So I traveled from Dallas to Atlanta and I conducted the first reunion. And then thereafter, we started to build, me, myself, and the brand started to build a good good relationship and a good bond to the point where um, they were like, well, what do you think about doing a Dallas show? And I was like, um, you know, I'm formerly a stylist. <laughs> you know, wardrobe and fashion is all that I knew. So I had no idea how to be a producer, but I was like, you know what? I think that Dallas in general is missing a way to easily pinpoint role models. So why not do a reality-based series to give at least the LGBTQ youngins somebody to kind of pinpoint? And so I was like, well, let's take a shot at it. And from there, you know, three seasons later, um, you know, season three, we're about to air in the fall. Three seasons later, you know, I've been able to do a spinoff and been able to help out with Chasing Atlanta as a consultant for different things and introduce a talk show, Chasing Chat. And, you know, there are more things to come. So it's honestly history now. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, like I said, I'm a huge fan. And so I've been watching since you know chasing Atlanta's first season came out and so it's really great seeing the progress that you guys are making and you talk yeah. more about like you know um you know being able to give opportunities for the like you said the youngest to have um you know people to be able to look up to and different things like that and there was something that I really saw in the last season of Chasing Dallas you know you had Trey on there and all of these others who were pretty much you know there and it was kind of like their first experience with reality tv mm -hmm. and so I, it was great watching that experience um mm -hmm. and kind of going into this kind of talks more about uh, at least you know the next topic kind of goes into like the youngins of the LGBTQ community, I guess mm -hmm. it can. Um, Lil Nas X, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's not really, not really someone who's been in the music industry long, um, but um, he he was originally famous for the song Old Town Road, and he has a Grammy Award now and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, recently, not even in, within the last couple of months, he was criticized a lot for the song Montero that he released. And he's been getting so much backlash, you know, from different people. Um, and the biggest thing I've been seeing a lot of people talk about is his music being appropriate for children. And I, I guess my thoughts on that is just like, you know, um, I kind of talked about this in my last podcast. It's more about like, you know, 
why is it when you know lgbtq youth or even lgbtq people in general why is it when we do things you know it's always what about the kids don't expose the kids to that and it's like you know i know lots of you know lgbtq young people who are watching chasing reality and you know other different brands that are on youtube and um just out there and it's really great to you know have visibility for us um the community out on tv on youtube we're in music you know so what what are your thoughts on that well i believe that whenever you are doing something that's out of the norm you're always gonna receive backlash in general it's just in the words of Nina Simone, the backlash blues. <laughs> so you are always going to receive some type of criticism, some type of critique. Somebody's not going to be happy with whatever you're doing, especially when it's different from what they're used to. I mean, people got backlash when they created the first airplane. People got backlash when they turned um, peanuts into peanut butter. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the backlash. I believe that it's all about how you handle it. And I believe yeah. that it takes us as a people to just lean into it. I think Lil Nas X is a prime example of how he turned lemons into lemonade and then somehow took that lemonade and fueled his machine because he has really been leaning into all of the hate that he has been receiving. And when it comes down to people criticizing those creators, those artists for saying, oh, the youth shouldn't see this, we're doing this to the youth, we're doing that to the youth. Well, honestly speaking, Uncle Luke did it first. <laughs> so <laughs> back in the Freaknik days, if you if he got a song that's all talking about booty shaking, and then you got these teenagers that are, you know, jumping and, and shaking it like they was, what type of influence is that? Or is it okay because the mamas is shaking it over here and then the daughters is shaking it over there because it's something yeah. that is quote unquote normalized. Yeah, you know, and so like, I'm from Mississippi. And so like, mm -hmm. you know, growing up, you know, it was just certain type of music. Like if my mama didn't want me listening to it, she didn't let me listen to it. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, when I'm thinking about like the people who are saying, you know, his music is not like, you know, good for the kids and all of that. I'm just like, okay, well, if his parents out there that don't want their kids exposed to certain type of music, then they just shouldn't let their kids listen to it. Very true. But even, but then I, I think a lot of people are missing is they're not saying that his music is bad. They're saying that the visuals that come along with it is bad because when you look at people that are acknowledging him, I mean, this man has two Grammys and platinum records. So the musical content is fantastic. It's just what people are getting in their panties in a bunch is when the visuals are coming out, the pictures, the music videos, the posts that he makes on social media. That's what's bothering people. And for me, I, I mean, I love I love what he's doing. I think that he should continue to shake every table that people try to sit at because eventually those that he has shook are going to walk away and then others are going to get in bed with him, which is why he is so successful. And at the same time, I mean, it's the same concept of Whitney Houston. I mean, at the beginning of her career when she was doing pop, she literally got booed at the Soul Train Awards. But 
She stayed diligent. Her talent was obvious. It was undeniable, undisputable. And then there were people that actually got in bed with her for that, that were of African-American descent and vice versa. And then people, those same people that booed her are the same people that championed behind her when she redid a song by a Caucasian woman, Dolly Parton, with I Will Always Love You. So if people are just fickle, and I think a lot of people aren't individuals with their opinions and their viewpoints either, because at the end of the day, it takes a brave person, male, female, whatever um, dimension or whatever segment you define yourself to step out and do something so unique that it will cause so much controversy. So more power to Lil Nas X. I love it. A lot of people a lot of the people who believe that Lil Nas is faking being gay, um, he his coming out story was all just a phase, you know, just faking or whatever, just for the cloud and different things like that. I think there's a jealousy aspect there. So what, what are your kind of thoughts on that? I most definitely think that it is a jealousy. It's, it's a couple of things. I believe that it's a, one, a male-dominated, industry that is seeing someone that they see as inferior dominating you know i mean we cannot deny that this man has had number ones we cannot deny that he has genuine talent we cannot deny that he's attractive so there are so many aspects of what a black male hip-hop artist is and what a black male hip-hop artist looks like that he would be perfection for if he was not gay so for me when it comes down to people always trying to not acknowledge the fact that LGBTQ plus people are a part of hip hop, a part of any industry that's dominated by straight people or heterosexual people, um, black or white or indifferent, it's just simply a way for them to keep their throne. And who would want, what straight man in their eyes would want to be dethroned by a gay man? You know, they look at us as inferior. They look at us as the weaker of the choice of the, of the race. And so for somebody like him to come in and do his thing, pop his pop, talk his talk, and make sure that his presence is felt, that's, honestly a scoop of intimidation so people like to kind of play it as it's about the kids it's about the kids it's about the kids no those same children see you smoking weed in videos and slapping on women's bottoms and you know doing mm-hmm. all this vulgar stuff so what are you teaching them because of what i'm seeing only thing Lil Nas is doing is saying be yourself and he just may so be naked in a video but the parts that are controversial or blurred out and then if it turns out that he had on a flesh tone speedo then yet again what what is that so much about because a child only sees a man kiss another man he doesn't he or she doesn't see a gay man kissing another gay man so you know i i just don't because the same concept of, of of um the daddy kissing the granddaddy so i mean they may look at it the same exact way so yeah. then what you know <laughs> 
Yeah, that's de- that's definitely something I've been witnessing a lot of, especially if you like get on Twitter and you see some of the retweets and some of the comments that are under the post that he make. You know, you have people who are more hetero- the heterosexual community, and you have LGBTQ people who are, are in the in the se- in the comment section just like going at it sometimes. And I'm seeing people who say he's faking, and I'm like, I don't really think nobody would really just fake being, you know gay particularly you know with the type of climate that we that we're in oh of course no nobody would want to put themselves purposely in harm's way because i mean across that that inherently lgbtq folks have to carry is that we can walk out our door being who we are and be killed just for being who we are we could yeah. be bashed. We could have rocks thrown at us. We could have so many different things happen to us. So why would somebody willingly put themselves in a place to just be criticized continually? Why would this same person risk his career or something that he loves to do and, and put him himself on a chopping plot just because he's gay to lose everything that he's built, the money that he's got, the avenues that he has created so that his family can survive so I, when people say that somebody is faking they're just continue to me further continue the idea of that one being gay as a choice which I don't agree with two they continue to make it seem like oh he's gonna this is gonna change and to be honest if you look at all of the black male hip-hop artists that have come before him not many of them have reached these levels of success that he has. So if he was straight, it might as well, it might actually take away from his success. So I think that being gay, I've said it before and I'll say it again here, is a privilege to be gay. And those that are not in it, <laughs> y'all missing out. So definitely. Um, mm-hmm. but that kind of, you know, just that conversation alone, you know, the 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 I don't know, I don't want to call it like the side effects, but like, you know, the side effects of like coming out as someone who's LGBTQ plus, you know, in today's climate, they kind of talk, um, the next segment that I'm going to get into after the break that I'm about to take. Um, so we're going to take a quick little break and I'll be back on the next portion of the show to kind of talk about, you know, the baby being canceled. In life... We hide the parts of ourselves we don't want the world to see. We lock them away. We tell them no. We banish them. But here, we don't. Welcome to Montero. I called it bad just today. You hit me with a call to your place. Ain't been out in a while anyway Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles in my face Romantic talking, you don't even have to try You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight Looking at the table, all I see is bleeding white Baby, you living the life, but nigga, you ain't living right Cocaine and drinking with your friends You're living your dark, boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you to sin If you've been in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way Like, hmm, 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 hmm,
times, every time that I speak A diamond and a nine, it was mine every week What a time and incline, God was shining on me Now I can't leave And now I'm making Ellie Italy Never want the niggas that's in my league I wanna fuck the ones I envy, I envy Cocaine and drink it with your friends You live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you to sin If you live in your garden, you know that you can people who are listening to the podcast um a few days ago um the baby was performing at the rolling loud concert and he made some comments and i i don't well it's kind of unfiltered show so i guess i'll go ahead and kind of read the comments he said if you didn't show up today with hiv aids or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two to three weeks then put your cell phone lights in the air then you know people kind of put their cell phone lights up in the air um, somebody actually threw a shoe at some point during this if you watch the video um and then he said ladies if your pussy smells like water put your cell phone light in the air and then he said fellas if you ain't in if you ain't uh you know a nigga dick sucking a nigga dick in the parking lot <laughs> put your cell phone lights in the air and then you know you had his friends in the background they were kind of egging you know the conversation on and all of that mm -hmm. um and so for me I just felt like the comments um one day they, they kind of were misleading about the information that relates to HIV and AIDS as well as you know I, I feel like it perpetuated the stereotype that a lot of people see when they hear of like when they think of like the lgbtq plus community um i remember when i was in high school when i first came out i heard people you know people would tell me things like oh you're gonna have an std you know you're gonna catch that stuff and if you're in mississippi you know from down south you pretty much know mm -hmm. when people are saying stuff like that it's like you know you're gonna have a disease and you're gonna die from having a disease and stuff like that Mm -hmm. And it also, you know, goes into the thing of, you know, we're perverts and all of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And when he talked about like, you know, the men sucking dicks in the car or whatever, it, that, that whole thing just kind of like threw me. I'm just like, uh, okay, like this, this, it was just really giving too much. And like, you know, why would somebody be in like the middle of a concert and stuff like that would just even be on their mind to say. Um, mm -hmm. So like, what, what were your kind of thoughts on like what he said and, you know, the, the things that are happening like after <laughs> well when i actually first saw it 
I was like, okay, well, here go another one. Let's just hope he get, let's hope, let's hope somebody take care of this. Let's hope somebody addresses this with a huge microphone that can highlight this person and their lack of knowledge of so many different things. I mean, the comment about, unfortunately, women have allowed it to happen so, so much that the comment about the pussy smelling like water, I mean, you know, that comment, I didn't really see as something that would get acknowledged because, I mean, people listen to his music and, you know, a straight man and a woman pussy smell like water. That's, that's, that's hot to them. So they live for that. Of course, you do have women out there that are feminists that take that as offensive as they should. But I mean, this is stuff that he's been saying with the HIV AIDS thing. I, I was shocked when he said that, because I was like, what does that have to do with anything that you rap about or anything that you got going on right now? And then when he followed up with, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, my first thought was, oh, okay, so basically somebody been sucking your dick in the parking lot and you found out that they had some and now you mad or something like what, what's going on here? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was very personal and you want to blast somebody that you knew would be watching it. And just because you took out your personal efforts to try and bash and harm somebody that I, I'm almost certain that would see it. Cause I mean, cause he gives, he gives low down DL trade to me anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that he, that, that council culture is so strong and so lean and leaning on to the side of right in this situation. And it, I mean, from him being dropped from Boohoo to the concert in, yeah. in the UK to, um, Lollapalooza dropping him and replacing him um, to Madonna saying what she said because she read him down to Elton John to Dua Lipa and I'm like all of your opportunities are being taken away rightfully so because this is not something that is and should be tolerated you know and all yeah. these people that are doing and saying all these things are so influential to his career that I'm happy that it's happening. Not happy that he is going through something so detrimental, but happy that this opportunity for him to learn from this so that he never says anything like that again, as well as other hip hop art, other male hip hop artists in the industry. Because if you notice, yeah, a lot of real male hip hop artists, legends, don't make comments like this. You you would never see a LL Cool J or a um, any member of Ron DMC or a Snoop Dogg or a Jay-Z. You, you would never see a legend, you know, God rest the dead. I don't even believe that um, uh, Biggie or Tupac would say things like that. Because when you hit a particular pinnacle in your career of influence, you realize and a light comes on and you say, no matter who is listening to my music, I know for a fact that I'm able to change their lives. And so that one hustle song may actually help somebody that is troubled with HIV AIDS continue to go on. You know, that one song of empowerment may help that young black gay boy not diminish themselves or do something that would take them down off their pedestal that all I believe our LGBTQ plus people of color are on by sucking dick in the park a lot because you just inspire him through music. So yeah. It's a huge disservice to our community, a huge disservice to the Black community for him to say things like that. 
but it's good to see that these allies to us LGBT folk are standing up and saying, no, this isn't right. This is not right. And you're not going to get away with this. So I hate to say it, but I hope the only person that could save him from this is either Oprah or Olivia Pope. (laughs) (laughs) At this point. Because at this point, it's like uh, you, and then he just, you know, keep on doing stuff. I tweeted the other day. I was like, he says he's not going to sell his soul. And I was like, yeah, well, boo, who's not selling your line either. So, hey, <laughs> you right on, you're right on trend, sir. So. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are just really like shocked at like the number of, you know, black artists, you know, black male artists in hip hop, really, who are just coming out and, you know, defending him. You had Tuesday who posted a tweet about how people are soft and, you know, you got T.I. who's out here who's just like actively like on his like whole campaign to defend everything the baby said. Then, you know, you got Tory Lanez who's going through all that stuff, you know, with Megan or whatever, and he should be canceled too. Um, mm-hmm. But I was really kind of, uh, I was watching a live and I posted about it on my Instagram page um, mm-hmm. where he was on, where T.I. was on live with I Am Zoe. Um, mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I, I, I was kind of indifferent about the live video because it was like, you know, somewhat um zoe was kind of like defending the community a little bit and then at one point he kind of talked about well you know he didn't really agree with the baby's comments but he doesn't feel like he should be canceled uh-huh. and then he went into this whole tirade or whatever and him and ti was going back and forth over it or whatever and you know there was so much homophobia and transphobia that was coming out of ti's mouth and and it really kind of bothered me that Zoe didn't really check him as, as he should have. Um, but then Zoe kind of went into this thing where he he talked about like, you know, us, uh, you know, the community um, just letting, you know, if these people want to be homophobic, let them be homophobic. And I kind of and I kind of made the comment on my post that I posted on Instagram that, you know, we don't have this same energy when it comes to other isms and other mm-hmm. phobics and different things like that. Like when it comes to racism, we don't say, well, if these people want to be racist, let them keep being racist. We check them, you know, we counsel them. We got a whole word, a whole name for the, you know, the Karens of the world. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of, I just kind of felt some type of way about that live video with T.I. and Zoe in it. And so mm-hmm. like, what, what are your thoughts on like, you know, the black men in hip hop who are coming out and, you know, kind of defending the baby and, it's not really something it's not really something that I'm shocked about because we know where a lot of these men stand anyway but what are your thoughts uh to me I look at it and and different I always like to see both sides of the coin right mm-hmm. when it comes down to TI I was not surprised that I was not surprised at his viewpoint or opinion. I was surprised that he publicly said something Mm -hmm. considering what he's going through on his side with all the controversy surrounding him. But at the same time, it keeps, it it is a business. So by him speaking on this, it would keep him relevant so that whenever his viewpoint comes out and they circle back around to whatever he got going on, people will be more considerate because the people that are on that side of agreeing with what he said is going to agree with his viewpoint on what's going on with him and all the controversy with Sabrina and, and, and Tamika. And I personally have worked with Sabrina. So, I mean, I already have my viewpoints on those things as well. Now, when it comes down to, like, say, Boosie, 
girl bye oh yeah like, she just need to she <laughs> girl, girl she just need to go sit down you know, yeah, I, I saw somebody the other day post a tweet and was like, you know, every time something gay happened, somehow, uh, you know, Boosie comes out of the woodworks with a comment. It's <laughs> and like, I'm like with Boosie, it's like with Boosie, nobody's gonna, I mean, let's, let's, I ain't gonna sit here and lie and act like, you know, when his music come on in the club, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, his, mm-hmm. his music does crank in the club. Okay. I mean, I'm, I get that. But his comments are always going to be that of somebody from the Bible Belt South. They're going to be against it. They're going to not be in favor of it. They're going to always have, however they were raised to believe a gay man is, it's what they're going to stick to. That's what's been embedded in them. And I think that it does, however, leave room and opportunity for somebody to come in and teach them, them being T.I. and um, Boosie, a better way to think. And then when you look at Zoe, I think, and this may come off a little harsh, but I think that she is, or he is the worst representation of the LGBT community because people like him continue to play both sides. And you can't play both sides when when your life is- In the live video, he actually made a comment that I was just like, what? He was like, he said something along the lines of, you know, I love my LGBTQ community, but I also no, love you don't. My, my, you know, my straight people. And I'm like, it's not an issue of, you know, straight people versus LGBTQ people. It's just an issue of treating people right. And what she loves is the, is the fact that she can keep room for an opportunity for her to be successful. What she loves is the idea that by being on this side with T.I., then she has room to actually continue to possibly work with T.I. because she lives in Atlanta, work with all these people, such as the baby, such as Boosie, such as all those people that she's leaning on their side with agreeing in some way. But what you don't understand, sweetheart, is that if they're saying this about one gay person, it's because they see all of us the same way. What are you missing? So I actually have, I counseled Zoe. I, I, I don't, I, I counseled her when, when, he, uh, when he was on the live or the YouTube with B. Simone talking about the whole reason as to why he dates one particular type of man being DL. And it's like the things that come out of her mouth just comes from a place of you have had, it's obvious you've never had any guidance from anybody in the community. It's obvious. So that's bad part on us because there's somebody that need to go and wrap her up and hold her and let her know, girl, this is what you should say and this is what you shouldn't say, especially about your people. And then she needs to understand that you will never, people will see these things that you're saying. And so what if a Patrick Ian Polk or a Lee Daniels or a Ryan Murphy, all gay, go back and look at the things that you have said. And granted, you do have a huge following on social media and these particular directors don't want to put you in movies because of what you said about the community. Like you can't yeah, that, give like a I think he's already compliment. experienced a little bit of that because you know he was on Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of, you know, opinions out there on like why he wasn't invited back to another season. And mm-hmm. I kept my viewpoint was that I watched a lot of the episodes that he was on and he just did like a lot of things that I felt to be problematic as far as like, you know, you know, getting in these these straight men's personal space. You know, there were episodes where he would like be twerking on the men, and he like he would make like jokes about like having sex with them and different things like that. And I just felt like you know, as a gay man, it made me feel uncomfortable because like you know, 
we wouldn't expect that from you know a man being like that towards a woman so why would we expect that from a gay man towards you know someone who's straight Mm -hmm. lack of knowledge lack of training lack of guidance because i mean his job i mean you have to look at who's over wilding out first of all nick cannon Mm -hmm. is over wilding out he is all for the LGBTQ community. He's all for respect for everybody's space. He's all for not pushing a narrative on a person. So if you have someone who is easily disposable, easily dispendable and expendable, that he can move out and give somebody else an opportunity and they won't do that, he is going to do that. So when it comes down to Zoe, people like him cannot be a part-time activist or a part-time advocate for the community. We don't need any more part-time activists or part-time advocates for us because at the end of the day, we are still being killed. I mean, trans women are still being murdered. LGBTQ men are still, um, gay men are still being gay bashed. Um, trans mm-hmm. men are still being raped. And all of this stuff is not continu- is not often reported. So for you to say things like that, it shows people that are not going to be in our corner that it's okay to treat us a particular way because if, oh, well, that's somebody that got a lot of following in their community. If they think it's okay, then I'm going to be okay with doing whatever I want to do. And that's just that's just what it is. And so when you have people that have these platforms, that have these microphones, and I'm sorry to kind of go on because I'm really passionate about this. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, I really, it really pisses me off because mm-hmm. I'm like, you cannot, Beyonce would never, yeah, Lady Gaga would never. Bruno Mars would never because they know exactly what could, how they could affect us as a people with their opinion. So that's why they stay out of a lot of things. And even Taylor Swift would never. And even when she exposed her political views, it caused a huge ruckus and threw a wrench in her progression in her career. So for people like Zoe, 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 whatever um, his name is, and I always get it wrong, but whatever his viewpoint, it matters to a lot of people. But he's not gonna, cause at the end of the day, if all four of us, if me, Zoe, you, and and I don't know, another LGBT, a gay man of color, we're all standing in a line, Fanta gets shot because a man, this person with the gun, this person wielding the gun does not like gay men, all of us are gonna have a gun to our heads. Not because of who, who, what following we got or our viewpoint because we agree or not. Uh-uh. To them, a person that they don't like through a prejudice they have is always going to be in a negative standing. And I hope that soon there's somebody that comes into his life that tells him, baby, what you're doing is wrong. And here's why it's wrong. Yeah, he he went on this uh, this on his IG story and talked about, you know, he feels like the baby should hold himself accountable and all of that. And I also posted about that on my Instagram because like after he did that, I was like, you know, you it, like literally like after he posted that, he went on his Instagram story and was like, you know, oh, I'm not going to deal with y'all. I'm going to let y'all feel how y'all want to feel about me and all of that. And I'm like, okay, you saying that you want the baby to hold himself accountable, but at the same time right now, you're not willing to hold your own self accountable. (laughs) And And I'll even take it a step further. I'll take it a step further. It's not about the baby holding himself accountable because it's obvious that ignorance Mm -hmm. is fueling the baby and what he has. But Zoe, you have 6.3 million followers on Instagram. You hold him accountable. 
your reach, your reach is very, very far. So you hold him accountable for what he's doing. And you just, you just may be the person that helps him wake the hell up because you have that reach. I mean, you have more, you have half of his followers. So when you look at it, it's like, if you were to hold him accountable, along with Madonna and Elton and Dua Lipa, all these people, then it may just be the turning point to help him out. And I think that's what a lot of people miss as humans, yeah. as people, as we sit here on this earth and share this space together. We have to hold each other accountable for what we do with each other because the only thing that's going to keep this world moving in alignment with the universe is if we help each other be better. So for him to sell himself out, that to me is a sellout. And I'll say it and I don't care who's yeah. listening, may feel like it is what it is, but he sold out thinking that him being on that side would buy himself into another op, but it's not going to do it. Yeah. And I also, I also just feel like I posted that. I said the exact same thing on like my post on Instagram. I also mm -hmm. feel like he like sold out our community really, mm -hmm. because you had mo the gay community. We made pretty much made him who he is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you go to his Instagram or whatever other pages he has, and you just look at his following, I'm pretty sure most of the people who are following him are LGBTQ plus people. And even the people that are on like his YouTube channel, um, when you watch his videos, most of the people in the comment section are LGBTQ. So I'm like, how could you like possibly like really sit there and say the things that you were saying in the live video, but then also have all of us who are following you on your platform and you pretty much didn't take up for us at all. It was just like, this is my opinion. This is how I feel. And, you know, y'all ain't gonna really check me about it. Because, like, mm -hmm. when he went on his story, he did all of that talking about, like, you know, the people that really love me and all of that. And I was just like, okay, we follow you. So clearly we like something about you. Because I, I was, mm -hmm. I was, I follow his platform religiously up until, mm -hmm. you know, he made those comments. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't really do it no more because I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna keep following your platform if you're not gonna be out here you know, as a man who somebody, people, like you said, are following, you know, you mm -hmm. have this huge following and then, you know, something like this happened and you pretty much cap out for the community. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't really support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's, it's, to me, it, it goes back to, you have to be able to, when you realize where you're at in, 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 your status of who you are, the clout that comes with you, the influence that comes with you, you know, and, peop and people of his caliber have to wake up and understand, okay, at this point, it's not about you no more, baby. It's about the people that follow you. It's about the people whose lives you can change. Granted, he may just twerk on Fridays, I think it is, but yeah. those people <laughs> that he reached, hundreds of thousands of people that may smile and laugh at that, may very well be going through a tough time in their lives. And you have just helped them because of your reach that mostly we gave you. So you have to understand at this point, you don't, and me and my best friend talk about it all the time because of the seat that I sit in and in his own right, the seat that he sits in with the influence that we have. There's no, you can't be human anymore. You cannot be human anymore. You have to be so abominable that 
when people say something to you, you have to think, okay, well, that was hurtful to me. I could pray it off and talk to my ancestors, the universe and the Lord about it, whatever you believe in. And then let me go ahead and see why this person said something. So that one person that may have bashed me, I can help further their knowledge of how to help 20 more people. Let me take that and flip it. You cannot, there is no excuse for people that have platforms like this, the baby included, Mm -hmm. uh, T.I. included, Boosie included, Dua Lipa, Madonna, Elton John, Zoe, all these people that we have just been talking about, you have to make sure that every move that you make with this microphone that you have that has been given to you to do well with, you have to be prepared for what comes with it. This is what you signed up for. This is what you asked for. This is how you want to live your life. This is the blessing that you that has been bestowed upon you. And now you cannot mismanage the gift that you have been given just because you want to stay relevant and follow the clout. If you take that risk to put yourself out there to lose a few people, a few followers, in the end, you could gain so much more because you stood in who you are. I say it all the time. Yeah, you can put other people first before you, but if you put yourself first and you can be the best you you can be for other people, mm-hmm. you know? Ayala Van Zandt put it the best and I live by it. My cup runneth over. What's in the cup is for me. What come out the cup is for y'all. So when we drinking that tea and all that dispute out into that salsa, that's what y'all can take from. But if I, I can't give you anything if my cup is not full. That child vexes my spirit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I was really upset the other day and I was just like, I, I just can't do it. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm like one of those followers. Like every week I was tuned in to Messy Monday. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, now he's like, it, it's the progression as he progresses. I'm really starting to see that he's turning into like, you know, the gay Wendy Williams. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, he wants us to tune into his platform, but he ain't gonna really, you know, support us and stand up for us the way that he should and so Mm-mm. i'm just like and then even even to speak to that it's okay for you to be the gay wendy williams mm-hmm. but one thing about wendy williams is she stands up in it she says in her truth she yep. says what she says she means what she says and if she just so happens to be wrong she will gladly eat a bowl of crow and apologize publicly to what she said that's something that people under don't that people respect about Wendy Williams and her mess. It mm-hmm. Charlemagne the God included. You know, he may not always do it, but when it's something that is so impactful, he'll be like, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong, y'all. Okay. Which we can respect. And that's why we'll always function and deal with people like that because they we we love the mess. We're gonna tune in oh, for yeah, the mess. We, oh, definitely. <laughs> It's entertainment. They're in the entertainment industry. So we are going to love that. But when you have people that know exactly what they come, what comes with this life that they chose, that they signed up for, they have you have to be willing to understand the place and the space that you take up. And with Zoe, it was mismanaged. And it's it's sad to see, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, so one last question on, you know, just on that topic. Do mm-hmm. you think he'll be canceled? I don't think he'll be canceled. I, so? I, saw lot, I saw a lot of chatter about it on Twitter, but I'm like, I don't really think people going to cancel him like that. Zoe or the baby? Zoe. 
Zoe, no, he's not going to be counseled from his followers, but what's going to happen is he's not going to receive bigger opportunities because of what he said. Because people don't want blood on their hands of any type of hate from the LGBT community at this point. So I could see people that may have given him an opportunity on a huge, a bigger level. We're talking about Fox and Viacom, those things. They ain't finna fuck with nobody like that. Excuse my mouth. They're not finna deal with nobody like that because you're, you're inconsistent. You're, you're, you're a flip-flopper and they don't want to, they don't want to deal with that. You know, they rather go get somebody who they can mold and tell them what to do versus somebody who has, you may have the following, but they'll, they'll build somebody's following up just to make sure that they're going to get a return on their investment. So his following, the people that follow him, I'm not going to counsel him, but he counseled himself from a bigger opportunity that he could be reaping benefits from. I do believe that. Yeah, that, that's definitely the same sentiments I have about the situation. I know me personally, I just can't do it. But like you said, I'm I, I like I went to his you know his YouTube page or whatever before I went to un, unsubscribe. Like I still saw people in the comment section like, oh yeah, you know when you know I can't wait for next week's episode of Messy Monday, and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. like y'all really still in here, you know, waiting on mm-hmm. Messy Monday, and I'm not, I'm just like I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I have for today's you know today's show, and I really thank you for coming on to today's show. Um, you know this podcast, I'm starting it to you know in i'm in mississippi and so you know there's not really you know much in mississippi well more you know podcasts along the line of what i'm doing which is trying to uplift you know the unapologetically black voices and black lgbtq voices um because Mm -hmm. there's so much going on within our community and, and you know particularly in the south you know with the lgbtq bills that are coming up you know against transgender athletes and different things like mm-hmm. that and so i want to offer make sure i offer a platform for us to be able to speak unapologetically about the things that are going on within our community and just you know within the community as as a whole thank you for creating this platform and thank you for bringing me on i i, I enjoy myself and if I could just leave you with one piece of, of advice, somebody said a long time ago that well-behaved bitches seldom make history. So if you keep continue to shake shit up the way that you're doing, <laughs> then history is soon to come and that will help you get to the next level, darling. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Robert Wilson Show. Today's episode will be released on August 2nd, but future episodes will be released on the 15th or sometime in the middle of the month. So please continue supporting. Please follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at my personal accounts, Robert B. Wilson Jr. or the Robert Wilson Show. Again, I thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode, and we're out.